Organize yourselves. Prepare every needful thing. And establish a house, even a house of prayer, a house of fasting, a house of faith, a house of learning, a house of glory, a house of order, a house of God. In a very real sense, we are builders of eternal houses. Welcome to Creator Homemaking. This podcast is dedicated to helping women create Christ-centered homes and lives. We hope you'll join us on this journey. Hello, welcome to Creator's Homemaking, Episode 4, Part 2 of our Self-Reliant series. Today we're going to talk about gardening and canning and preserving food. And I'd like to start off with a quote. This was in the gardening section of the Gospel Topics, and it's by President Monson. And he said, self-reliance is a product of our work and undergirds all other welfare practices. It is an essential element in our spiritual as well as our temporal well-being. And I think sometimes people look at self-reliance as like a programmer, um, a practice, but it really is a principle of the gospel. And I think in these days, it's becoming a lot more important. And, you know, leaders have been talking about it forever, but it seems like it's really come to the forefront that it's really needed. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I was listening to a talk from October of 1980, which was when I was not very old (laughs) Um, that uh, President Benson did. Um, He says, prepare for the days of tribulation. And as I was listening to that, he talked about the importance of food storage and being self-reliant and out of debt and all the things that we've been counseled to do forever. But he re-emphasized that a lot. And he talked about our day and the, you know, what would we do if the grocery stores ran out of food? How long would it take for shelves to empty? And I think a lot of us have seen that happen. Um, and so I thought we're living those prophecies that they counseled us, you know, 40 plus plus before that years ago. And, yeah. You know, and instead of, you know, like what you said, a program. We just need to make it part of our life, kind of a way of life. Yeah, I agree. Um, I actually found this talk from President Kimball from 1976. And he said, we encourage you to grow all the food that you feasibly can on your own property. Even those residing in apartments or condos can generally grow a little food in pots and planters. Make your garden neat and attractive as well as productive and involve your children. And I know, Kirsten, you have a garden, and you are really good about involving your kids. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Um, yeah, sure. We grew up, when I was younger at least, in the military, and <laughs> so we didn't really have any of that, but I remember my grandparents having gardens. Uh, one set had a really big garden, and the other just grew what they could um, and boxes around their fence in their backyard. 
And it was always something I wanted to try, but I had no idea how to start. <laughs> and when we moved here, we were able to put one in and lots of trial and error. But it is something I, my oldest son at the time loved to dig. I don't know why, but he would spend hours outside <laughs> holes and my, people probably thought we lived in a graveyard or something because he just did these huge <laughs> holes in the backyard. Um, so I could put him to something productive. And so he tilled up my, the ground where we were going to do it. And it just became a family project, something that we all have to do. We all hear grumblings. Nobody wants to go and weed, you know, <laughs> but everybody loves um, to watch it grow and to reap the benefits of it um, when it's produced, when it produces things. So really, I think it just needs to be everybody. Everybody needs to be out there. It's for everybody. Everybody's going to eat it. And I think another thing is, is let them choose what's going to go in it. If you're not going to eat something, don't plan it because it doesn't really do you any good. And also, I think to put a variety in and put some flowers in. We, my kids love to watch those huge sunflowers grow. So it's fun. It brings beauty to it to have some flowers. Um, but I usually ask them every year, okay, what do you individually want to plant? And they're kind of responsible for taking care of that particular one. And we make sure that they have them. So there's at least something everybody likes. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a great idea. Um, I know one year we did a garden and we planted radishes, which I don't know why, because my husband's the only one that likes them. And all we got that year was radishes. <laughs> so many radishes. And it was like, why did we plant these radishes? Yeah. Uh, you know, we haven't done a garden for the last few years because we've kind of been in a drought out here. Yeah. And, um, but after studying for this lesson, I really think that it's something we need to do, even if it's just something small in our house. Yeah. Um, I liked that President Kimball said, you know, it doesn't have to be a big thing. It can be, you know, in containers in your house if it needs to be. And I, I have a friend here that has a cherry tomato plant in her house because she loves them. And that way she can have them all year and not just for a month or two. And my in-laws have strawberry plants in their house. Oh. And so you really can, you know, you can grow herbs. Yeah. There's quite a few things you can grow in your house if you don't have yard space to do it. And another thing is a lot of communities are doing community gardens where you can either rent a space or, as you know, helping out with it, you can get some space. I know one of our sisters did that a couple of years ago. So that's another option for yeah. people who might not have land or yard space to do their own garden. Yeah. I think another fun thing is you can actually put it into your landscaping, make it part of your landscaping. Um, we have a bunch of herbs. My oldest daughter really wanted to grow a bunch of herbs and just try it out. And it's so fun to have them just hanging, drying in the house. But, um, you know, we'll grow. They Well, they grow a ton. So <laughs> way more than we could ever use in a year. And if you don't, continue to pick them and and stuff throughout the season they flower and they're beautiful to just have these flowers out there 
and you can mix them in, you know, flower beds or different things. We had a lady in our ward who had this really long sidewalk that was hedged with hostas and flowers and interspersed. If you really looked, you could see a squash plant here or there. And they just had those big flowers and big leaves and they were just part of her landscaping. And it was so fun to watch that and to see it. Yeah, I like that idea. I think sometimes people have a certain picture in mind of gardening, but really, yeah, you can grow really anywhere if you take care of it. So that's, I like that. So I know one of the things you guys grow is garlic and then you dry it. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Uh, sure. I, like I said, we started gardening and not, none of us knew what we were doing, but we've had lots of help on the way. So that's good. I never thought of growing garlic, but uh, a brother in our ward gave us some, you put it in, in the fall and it comes up and about July, you pick it and then you let it dry. Uh, you could use it, it fresh, but you let it dry. And I will tell you, it's a tedious process or it can be. <laughs> My kids don't love it. <laughs> Having to peel all the garlic, um, any tips or tricks would be lovely. <laughs> um, and then we usually slice it thin and I put it in my dehydrator and then we grind it up and we have um, our garlic for the year. And I just kind of want to put this out there because last year I grew it, we hung it up and it, I put it out in the garage for, I don't even remember why we were doing some, usually I dry it in my basement and we were doing stuff in our basement. So I put it out there and it started to kind of, I kept thinking, I got to go get it. I got to go get it. And I went out and it kind of got moldy. And anyway, so mm -hmm. we couldn't use it. And I went to Sam's Club to buy a thing of garlic because I didn't have any. And <laughs> it was like $11 and I about died. Yeah. <laughs> so so it, it can save you. I know the initial investment can be a little overwhelming sometimes, but in the long run. <laughs> and it tastes so much better. Fresh garlic. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's something I definitely want to try out this year is growing some garlic because so, right, yeah. we eat garlic a lot yeah and the, <clears throat> we've loved having those herbs and i've had to learn how to cook with them fresh i've never had fresh herbs before so it's fun but we do dehydrate quite a few of them dry them and they just go in little jars or baggies in little jars and then we have them for the year and i've loved that yeah that's cool. Thanks for sharing. Um, oh, go ahead. There was a story that I loved from Sister Hinckley about President Hinckley about growing tomatoes. And <laughs> during the Depression, he went and in the lot next door and planted like 3,000 tomato plants. Can you even imagine? <laughs> She's like, you can think what I thought of that. And I can't even imagine. <laughs> imagine. Uh, yeah. And yet how, you know, at the end of the year, because they were able to sell some, it paid for their, I think she said their taxes on their house that year. And so that was going to be my goal one year. <laughs> so we planted not 3000 by any means, 
but we probably had 40 or 50, maybe even a few more tomato plants. And apparently we don't know how to grow tomato plants. So they <laughs> ripen all at the same time. Oh my goodness. It was so crazy. We would get like, oh, here's a tomato. We can use it today for hamburgers, but there's not any, I mean, we were able to get some and we've, um, anyway, you can read all about different things you can do with tomatoes, but by the end of the of the year we had so many green tomatoes tons and tons and tons of green tomatoes and i thought what in the world i can't let this go to waste what do you do with green tomatoes and on pinterest i found a recipe of making green chili sauce with green tomatoes and my family loves um, green chili over chicken it's one of our favorite meals and so i canned a ton of green chili and it was so good and it was just so nice i felt so good so proud of myself because i didn't let all these tons of green tomatoes go to waste even though the other didn't work like i wanted <laughs> yeah that's about all we get here is green tomatoes so we <laughs> how to do green tomatoes it's hard to get them to ripen uh, yeah <laughs> Yeah, I think that is like one of the benefits of nowadays. There's so many resources out there. Um, you know, Pinterest, you can go to your library, even in the gospel topics under the gardening, there's a few hints and tricks. And I just think, you know, there's really no excuse other than just not wanting to do it. Or, you know, if you don't know how to get started, you can find out how to get started. Yeah. And uh, I think it's important to do that. I think about, you know, we've been told to follow the prophets and they've been telling us for years to do what we can to grow our own food and prepare our own food and, you know, be as self-reliant as possible. And um, gardening is one of those things. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And in this Latter-day Saint women book, there's a thing about home gardening. And it says that the, you know, the gardening has many benefits. And sorry, I can't read. It teaches the family to work together. When you have a garden that produces well, we are not entirely dependent on others for food and we can select crops we like that provide provide a nutritious diet but I really liked we talked a little bit about this but it teaches the family to work and in um, Genesis when Adam's leaving the garden he's told in the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread till thou return unto the ground Um, they were commanded to work it's a commandment to work and what better way to work together as a family than to provide for each other Yeah, we just had state conference and our state president talked about how work is a principle of the gospel. And it even in the family proclamation, it talks about working together as a family. And um, I just see so many kids these days that don't know how to work. And even, you know, older people that never learned. I'm grateful that we were taught how to work and my husband was taught how to work. And so we, you know, are teaching our kids, but yeah, work is a huge 
it's important work you know life takes work and if you don't know how to do it it can be hard yeah yeah and you know what a better way to learn than when you're little um, and getting to see the benefits of what work does and it can be fun my one of my daughters loves to listen to music and so we'll go out and <laughs> we always have to set a timer okay we'll only weed for this amount of time today <laughs> <laughs> and um she'll put on I don't know whatever it is Disney you know whatever we listen to lots of different things out there in the garden um while we're all weeding and working together and it's also kind of therapeutic just to be out there and just kind of be working with your hands and, you know, getting some sun and getting that fresh air. And, you know, you can take your frustrations out on digging up those weeds if you need to, or whatever. It can be frustrating when you're like, really, you picked up five weeds in the last 10 minutes. Come on. <laughs> um, you know, but when we're all out there together, it just makes things fun. Yeah, I uh, several years ago, we planted a garden. I think it was the year we had all the radishes. But we'd gone out of town for like a week and we came back. And of course, our garden was full of weeds. So yeah. one morning I was out there weeding and my neighbor came over and helped me. Oh. And that was so sweet of her. And it was so fun to visit with her. I think she was, you know, probably about an hour. And I was just so grateful that she came and it was it's a really special memory for me. Um, I found a talk called Seeds of Self-Reliance by Allie Schultz in the March 2011 Enzyme. And she said, many blessings come from planting a garden. <clears throat> Improved nutrition, the satisfaction of working together, and the joy of the harvest. And I know some of my favorite memories growing up are canning with mom and grandma. Um, you know, one of our grandmas sold Tupperware and they had those big bowls and I, you know, we would fill a bowl with beans or apricots or whatever it was. And then in the nineties, they came out with the great big bowl. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the first time we used those bowls to can, we were, I don't remember what we were canning, but man, it seemed like it took forever to get to the <laughs> bottom of those bowls because they were so much bigger. <laughs> oh yeah oh I know we talked about that before and just how many fond memories we have of canning together with with our family I remember one time mom had found somewhere to go pick cherries and you can climb the trees and pick cherries and so one of our cousins was um, staying with us and her and I, I remember climbing trees and picking cherries and we came home and pitted cherries, and I think the whole kitchen was covered in cherry juice. <laughs> and her and I had so much fun just playing—not playing, but working. It was—it was playing. We had so much fun. And I look back now, and I thought, "Oh my goodness, I don't even know why Mom let us do that." Because I can't imagine what that <laughs> kitchen looked like and had to clean all of that juice up. Because it—I mean, it just squirts everywhere, oh. you know. But. I guess she must not have got too mad or anything because I don't remember any of that. I just remember how much fun, you know, her and I had doing that and then helping mom the next morning can. It was just, uh, you know, a fun thing that we got to do together. Yeah, 
I was thinking about that too. I don't remember a lot, but I do remember going and picking the cherries and I think I ate more cherries. <laughs> I think I was like so sick of cherries by the end of the day. <laughs> but yeah, that was a fun memory. You know, it was work, but it was fun work. And I think that's fun to think about. Um, in 2020, we were able to get some beans from a farm. And so we snapped beans at mom's house and it was the first time my kids had done it because the last time we'd gotten beans, they were way young and yeah, they might've helped, but they didn't remember. And they were just like, this is a lot of work. I was like, yeah, it is a lot of work, but um, were you guys there? No, I don't know. It seems like I remember other people being there and they just were having so much fun out there snapping beans i think we might have been i was gonna say i think it was your girls that they were with yeah but, yeah i just you know i think it's something they talk about every once in a while remember when we snapped those beans and yeah That's, i don't I think don't... they stuck with it very long but <laughs> <laughs> oh, i remember the first time um I froze corn. I had gone out to a farmer's market and the guy was just like, there is a ton of corn. You can just have these two. I had two or three huge boxes of corn that he literally practically gave me. They were, it was so cheap. It wasn't even worth what, but um, I was like, I don't even know what to do with it. You know, <laughs> And there's lots of things out there and lots of people you can talk to. So if you don't know how to do something, you can find it. Yeah. And he's like, oh, we do corn every year. And I'm like, well, we love corn. And so he told me how to, you know, blanch it and put it in ice water and cut it off the cob and freeze it. And so it was a lot of work and it's super sticky and you have corn starch everywhere. And we learned to do it outside, <laughs> inside, <laughs> as much as you can. But it was so fun. And, you know, I have seven kids and so there was a lot of helpers and we just had an assembly line of who, who, you know, who boiled the corn, who put it in there, who took it from there to this, you know, person who cut it off of the cob and who then picked it up and put it in the bags and labeled the bags. And, you know, we just, and they still will talk about that. And they're like, but it was so much work and, you know, it is work, but there's a lot of fun that goes with it. And you get, you know, you can't have anything better than fresh produce that you've canned yourself yeah that's yeah definitely home canned stuff tastes so much better than store-bought <laughs> that is for sure that's yeah another fun thing you know we do our mom taught us how to make stew canned stew and we put lentils in it so that you don't have to add meat if you don't need it but so mom and our sister that lives close by and I get together every year and can stew. And it is, I really look forward to that day. Sometimes it usually ends up being around October conference. And so we listen to conference and can stew. And that's just such a special time for me. Yeah. And it's really yummy. <laughs> it is. <laughs> one of one our of favorite my, things in the winter. <laughs> it is one of my favorite things. I love it. I haven't made it for a couple of years. Just because um, I haven't been able to get some of the things for it, but that is one of my favorites. I love it. So maybe I'll have to fly out for conference in the no, there you go. 
I know it can be kind of overwhelming to can and intimidating. I didn't can my very first thing uh, until after I had my last baby. And I had a lot of high blood pressure issues with him, which I'd never had before. And I really didn't want to have to go on medicine. And, and so they, you know, really encouraged me to watch my salt intake and, and anyway, different things. And so that's kind of what got me started thinking, okay, what can I do more at home? So I'm eating, so I know what I'm eating. And that I think is one of the great benefits of canning you know what's in it you put you know you're the one that puts exactly what's in it in it and our stake president at the time had an apple orchard and he invited us to come and pick apples and my kids loved climbing those trees and picking apples and we came home with boxes and boxes and boxes of apples (laughs) and I just remember looking at them going what in the world do I do (laughs) with them now and you know, the first obvious reason is applesauce, but my kids never really liked applesauce. And I'm like, well, we'll have like applesauce for like the next hundred years, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't know how to do it. And I found a lady in my ward that cans a lot. And she was so willing to come over and teach me how to do it and brought all of her stuff because I had nothing. And we canned applesauce and all one day and then she left everything with me because it took more than two or three or four days but (laughs) but my kids loved it they loved the home canned applesauce and uh, that maybe can be a downfall to canning because you won't want to eat anything else afterwards (laughs) Um, and so that is definitely something every year now we have to have to can our applesauce but After that, I was like, okay, I need to, you know, slowly be able to buy some equipment and, you know, we had to budget for it and, okay, what do I want? What do I really want to do? And from then I have been able to teach three or four other ladies how to can applesauce. And so it was just kind of a fun memories for me of, oh, I remember making this as a kid growing up when I didn't have to be in charge and it seemed like it was a lot more fun and it went a lot quicker. (laughs) Then when you have to be in charge, <laughs> but to the, you know, watching my kids help and, and their excitement to do different things. And, and for that lady that was so willing sister Peacock to come and teach me how to do it when I was just like, ah, yeah. um, just the fun memories of teaching somebody else how to, how to do it. So there's so many just fun benefits and rewards and special memories. Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, I just got my counter a couple years ago, and the first thing we did was we canned pears. And, oh, they are so good. <laughs> They're really good. <laughs> yeah, I was excited to finally get one. I hadn't had one, but... um. Even if you don't have a canner, like I've seen things like I saw something the other day about canning in your oven, which I was like, huh, that's interesting. And lots of people have those Instapot now. You can can stuff in those. Yeah. Um, if you don't have a canner, you know, there's other ways to do it. Um, yeah. And besides canning, you mentioned 
dry, you know, you dry your garlic and my husband's a hunter. And so we get a couple elk every year usually. And so my husband makes jerky in our dehydrator. And since he started making that, like I cannot eat store-bought jerky anymore. <laughs> um, it's just not as good. <laughs> and so <laughs> he taught my older son how to make it. So now my older son makes the jerky and it is it's really good um <laughs> but we've also um we like freeze-dried apples so we'll slice the apples uh, my kids like cinnamon and sugar on them so we'll put you know sprinkle cinnamon sugar dry those um so that's another thing you can do yeah and yeah. then um we have started freeze-drying my in-laws bought a freeze-dryer um a couple years ago and that's been really interesting and fun to learn how to do. And you can freeze dry almost anything. Um, we were lucky enough to go to Florida last year and we flew. And so we took our meat freeze dried in our suitcases. Oh, and wow. We did it when we got there. And it tasted just like regular meat. It was awesome. It was. Wow. And so. Um, that's something and so you know now we have totes of freeze-dried <laughs> freeze-dried food put away for you know if we ever need it but that's been a fun thing to do they are super expensive so we are lucky that our in-laws bought it and let us use theirs. <laughs> <laughs> but if you have access to one or you have the funds to get one they're pretty they're pretty awesome yeah that would be fun i've never never done it i don't know that i've even ever had anything that's freeze-dried so yeah thanks i hadn't well my brother-in-law bought one first and he brought some stuff and let us all try it and then after that my in-laws bought it and we use it like for leftovers so if we have leftovers in our fridge that we're not going to eat uh -huh. we'll just freeze-dry it and so it works for that too it's really cut back on waste we're not big leftover fans in our house we usually don't have a lot but yeah freeze dry it has really helped yeah i do you know lots of times plan ahead and we'll just freeze my food and i think we'll talk a little bit more about that in another podcast um but i've never thought about freeze drying leftovers either so that's really neat. I have dehydrated quite a few things. My kids love dehydrated apples, so we do do quite a few of those. Yeah. Fruit leathers are fun to oh, do. Yeah, I haven't done those forever. And I've done I've done that both in my dryer and in the oven. Oh. Um, you can find all sorts of recipes. One of my favorite things that I remember from my grandma is um, rhubarb fruit leather. It was one of my favorite things. That and um, dried apricots that my great grandmother grew and did, and those are two things that I remember from my my childhood <laughs> that I loved. Yes, grandma's fruit leather was good. I don't remember the apricots, but yeah. um, I found a scripture that I really liked. It's DNC fifty nine eighteen through nineteen. It says, yea, all things which come of the earth in the season thereof are made for the benefit and the use of man, both to please the eye and to gladden the heart. 
yea, for food and for raiment, for taste and for smell, to strengthen the body and to enliven the soul. And I just really loved that. I think, you know, sometimes it just seems like such a chore, but it can, I like how it says, please the eye and gladden the heart. And it really does if you're reaping you know, what you've sown, it just brings so much joy and satisfaction and to work together with your family to accomplish something just really does lift up your soul. I agree. And I really, I was looking at that scripture earlier this morning um, and down a couple verses, it's 23 and it says, but learn that he who doeth the works of righteousness shall receive his reward even peace in this world and eternal life in the world to come and i have i even had it highlighted but never really thought about it in this aspect of it but as we do those works of righteousness which is anything that we've been commanded to do it brings that reward is so amazing to go down after you've spent a hard <laughs> day canning and to look at your shelves full and it's they're so pretty all the different colors of everything um are just so pretty but you see that reward plus you get to eat it so it's even better um but it brings that peace that you can feed your family for another year you know my goal is to usually have enough when i can to last through until i can again the next year so it's kind of our year supply but then we have to replenish it um and it just there, i think there's not anything more satisfying than knowing that you can provide for your family um in the days ahead yeah i agree yeah, thank you for sharing 23. I love that in respect to what we've been talking about. That's awesome. So, and one thing that I have loved canning is chicken. Um, when I can find it on sale, uh, one of my daughters, well, and I do too, love chicken salad. And it is so easy. It's probably one of the easiest things that you could ever can. It takes a long time to pressure to cook. Um, yeah. But you just cut it up, put it in, put some salt in, put your lids on, put it in the canner, and you're done. You don't have to add anything to it. You're not making any sticky syrups. You're not <laughs> peeling peaches. You're not snapping beans. <laughs> you put it in, and you know you're done. And and. Uh, it's good and it's so versatile to it works great with that stew you were talking about earlier you oh yeah and a chicken in you got your you know you got a whole meal and if you need so there's so you know so many things you can you can do <laughs> yeah I know mom tells stories of grandma canning deer meat and just like the smell but they were grateful for the food I can't imagine <laughs> I can't Having a husband who hunts i kind of know how wild game smells and i can't imagine <laughs> the smell of it canning oh no there every time i can chicken i think i'm so glad i don't work in a plant that that's all they do yeah. all day long like open the windows but it's a nice yeah. it's a nice thing to be able to do kind of in that off time because if you're yeah. if you have a garden or you know, you go get a bushel of something, you have to do it right then. It's not a, oh, I'll, when I get to it in a couple of weeks, you know, it's a, 
it's a you got to get it done and yeah. so something nice that you can you know do kind of in that off season a little bit same with like uh strawberry jam we'll go pick strawberries in in june when they're out and eat a ton of them and <laughs> just cut them up and freeze them until we're kind of done and over that and then we'll make our freezer jam and so there's a little bit of planning that has to go into some things but you can still be busy doing those things throughout the year um and kind of that downtime of heart you know past harvest time yeah I did kind of have a neat experience last year on just following the council of gardening. We put our garden in and it was growing and it looked great. And we were just getting ready to bring my older daughter back to school. And the night before we left, it flooded and our garden was like four or five inches underwater. It we just poured rain. <laughs> there was water in our basement, but anyway, and we were like well there goes the garden for the year you know <laughs> it was i don't know when did we come out in july um yeah i think so somewhere I think it was in there. The end of july anyway we were just kind of like okay well when we get back there's a few things we could put in and see if we could get you know <laughs> replant anyway so by the time we got home, it was kind of messy and everything pretty much looked dead except for the zucchini, which I think just grows. I mean, we have had a year where we didn't grow any zucchini, but most of the time it somehow comes through anything. Um, and it was kind of devastating after all of that work to have just been like, wow, what did we, we lost a lot of things. Um Anyway, with the whirlwind of everything going on, I didn't really get out there to replant too much of anything. And I went out, you know, in September to look at a few things uh, after the kids had gone back to school, see if there's anything. I, I could see a few things starting to grow back. And I had called the farm that I sometimes get produce from if I don't, because I definitely can't grow enough of everything to to um you know can for the year so i called them i said do you have beans i have zero beans left and they're like no that flood just destroyed us we have nothing and i came home and two days later i went out to look at the bean plants that were there they had no flowers on them that i had seen anything and i had went out there and they were just loaded with beans and we picked beans and we picked beans and I think we picked beans all the way through almost until November and we were able to can enough and they, I didn't replant anything. They just, it, it was just a miracle and a testament to me that, yeah, we've lost a lot of other things, but when we're doing what we're supposed to, we're still going to be blessed. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I, you told me about it earlier and I just, that's awesome. Um, I do agree that blessings don't always come in the form we think they're going to come in, but they do come. And um, I appreciate you sharing that story. Yeah. Thank you. 
okay. yeah, our goal today wasn't to, you know, teach you how to do anything because we're not experts by any means, except for that it's fun and that it's worth it and that it can bring memories for generations to come and fond memories of working beside my grandma's of being at their house doing things that they probably don't even remember but I I do and I'm hoping that my kids will have those same memories and the same fondness and we hope that you will take this and if you haven't ever done it to try just try something little and go from there it's worth it